Welcome to another marvelous episode of Read and React, brought to you by the good folks of Real Ones Productions, a show where we read the headlines and give you our takes. Today with me, I have the best in the business, Jalen Wilson, host of Ball Don't Lie with A. Steezy and B. Writer for The Right and Illini and senior editor for R1P. Also today, I have with me the man, the myth, the legend, and the waviest to ever do it, Mr. Moon Vibes, host of Fantasy Vibes Hoops with Jalen the Journalist and also a beat writer for R1P. So let's, let's get right into it. Uh, we've missed uh, everyone. Sorry we didn't get you all an episode out last week, but we're going to be a lot more consistent. Um, the first topic of the day, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. I'm going to read off where everybody stand uh, at the moment, and then I'm going to pass it off to uh, Jalen. So the Nets are uh, uh, getting obliterated. They're down 3 on the series versus Celtics. Uh, Sixers versus Raptors. <laughs> uh, Philly is up 3-1. to one. Bulls versus Bucks. Bucks are up 3-1. to one. Grizzlies, T-Wolves, uh, they in the day. He that two. Mavs and Cavs. Oh, I said Mavs and Cavs. Uh, Mavs versus the Jazz. They in the day. He at 2-2. Two, two. Warriors, Nuggets. Um, Golden State up 3-0. They should have won that game yesterday. Heat versus Hawks. Heat up 3-1. Sorry, Moon. Uh, Suns and Pelicans on the day. He does well. Um, so starting off with Jalen. Jalen, what series have you been paying the most attention to? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's obvious I mean, that I've been paying most attention to the Celtics, even though I haven't watched every Celtics Nets game because specifically it's not because I, 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 I can't. It's just because of the fact that I watched game one. Okay, we won. I, I watched game two. We start losing. We got we down like 15. Cut the lead to 10. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to turn the game off. I turn back when we start winning in the second half. And then we start winning the second half. I turn the game back on. And then game three, I start the game, you know, start watching the game. We down like seven early. I'm like, okay, let me turn off the game again. Let me just go chill, do some homework and everything. Do uh, do this quiz. Then we start winning again. Then I turn it back on like right before halftime. You know, uh, the Nets going like this little run. Cut it like 53 to 50. Um, but Celtics still live. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna just turn it off again. Then I turned it back on, like, like in the fourth quarter. But I always, ke- I always kept up with it through Twitter and through like highlights and and just like uh, the Celtics uh, main like reporters that ask questions after the game because I know they tweet about the game what's going on. Um, but I think hey, that's hey, Jalen. Most- if you if you if you don't mind, I'm, I'm gonna add in a piece here. And, and my apologies. If you all don't know, Jalen has these weird idiosyncrasies with his teams. So coming into a show or coming into a series or if it's a Patriots game coming up, he always plays the modest role. He, he's the Bill Belichick of all sports fans. And I feel like a lot of Boston <laughs> sports fans are, are, are that way. So it, it may sound crazy. He's a diehard Celtics fan, but it's just the way he has to watch the, the series. So I felt like I had to add that tidbit. Jalen, you can continue. Yeah, because I do the same thing if Chris Milton was playing for the Bucks next round. But I'm probably gonna watch more of that series than this series just because Chris Milton is a Celtics killer. But I don't think he'll be back within the first week of that series. Hopefully, it'll be over within the first week. Um, probably won't though, because Giannis is Giannis. Uh, but yeah, the net Celtics series is what I'm paying most attention to. Uh, the Celtics haven't mm-hmm. let Kevin Durant do anything. I mean, Kyrie had to. One game where he popped off had what thirty nine points. Looked like mm-hmm. Celtics was out. And then Jason Tatum on somehow made the game winner. Uh, but the, but yeah, Celtics series is the one uh, is the one I've been paying to the most. It's it's really been fun because it's the one thing to watch uh, Tatum do his thing on offense and Jalen Brown do his thing on offense and and everything. But it's like it's another thing you know to watch them do that and for the Celtics to play great team team defense on Kevin Durant and like shut that down because he's one of the greatest scorers ever. So it's always like, it just amazes me how how a team is able to do that. And it just because Jason Tatum is more so taking take my challenge of, all right, like I'm finna take part in my defense. I'm finna shut Kevin Durant down. Like it ain't too many people that block Kevin Durant shot with, let, let alone two games. Um, and Jason Tatum has mm-hmm. done that. I believe, I believe I saw that that was like Kevin Durant is shooting like two for 15 when Tatum was on in the series. Uh, so like, t- like Tatum has taken on that challenge. Grant Williams has taken on that challenge. Jalen Brown taking on that challenge. But again, like I said, Tatum is most importantly taking on that challenge. And he's definitely uh, come through for the Celtics. But everybody has stepped up. Peyton Pritchard, um, Grant Williams, Al Horford, Daniel Tice. Uh, Robert Williams didn't do much in his return, but when Tice would 
playing terrible. Um, he kind of did have to step up, play play some defense. Like, everybody just coming to play, besides, like, Malik Fitzson, though, who doesn't get minutes in the first place. Jalen probably just be like, oh, okay, it's a KT statement. Let's see if you can figure out which one is which. Jason uh-huh. Tatum is the best basketball player in the NBA right now. That, 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 that's one thing I have to say. Uh, and the other thing I have to say, and I know you'll probably disagree with that. I'm sure you'll go with Giannis, but I like clutch ball players. I'm a Michael Je- Jeffrey Jordan fan, so I'm, I'm a, you know, Batman hours, man. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, my man's. But, uh... <laughs> okay, William. But, um... Do, uh... <laughs> Do do you believe Marcus Smart deserved the Defensive Player of the Year award, or do you believe he was able to uh, navigate his way on Twitter uh, via um, making some statements? I'm not, I'm not going to call out what I believe those statements are, but uh, do you believe he truly deserved a Defensive Player of the Year this year? Non-biased uh, answer, Jalen. Okay, I'm going to tell you how I told Steve and Brad. We were like just chilling in Discord playing a game. I was like, the game is more perimeter centric now than what it was back then, than what it was more 10 years ago. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the, the best players in the league, well, I ain't gonna say the best players in the league because Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid are all big men, but they can all still play on the perimeter. Um, Great but point. it's like top 50 is more so perimeter players. You know, Jalen Brown, sure. Jason Tatum's, Brandon Ingram's, uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving's, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry's, and, you know, uh, just all sorts of them players. And mm-hmm. it's like it, to take on a task of guarding the best player every night, like, it, it's, it's something in itself. Then, you know, just to have like a Rudy Gobert to where it's – Okay, I just gotta really protect the paint, and I gotta wait, you know, to 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 try to get blocks or at least affect the shots. Um, and he does a good job doing it, but it's like he doesn't have to take that on ball assignment unless it's Jokic or Embiid or Back. or uh, Giannis, you know, DeAndre Aiden. He doesn't have to take that on ball assignment like like a Marcus Smart, like a Mikael Bridges. Like to me, Mikael Bridges was second. I wouldn't be mad if Mikael Bridges won the mm-hmm. deepest player of the year because he takes on that assignment for the Phoenix Suns. And I've always been like a more perimeter. Uh, um, like like I I'll, I've always leaned towards the perimeter defenders more than the interior defenders. And, so and I feel that, like he deserved it. That, that's a fact because I remember last year you were saying that you believe Jason Tatum. I'm sorry, I said Jason Tatum. My apologies. Uh, ben Simmons should have won the um defensive player of the year last year. I believe you were on record for saying that. Oh yeah, um, I was saying that, and then Rudy Gobert won. Yeah. Yeah, so Rudy Gobert is a, uh, is a safety. So now that you explained it in that facet, I can see how you believe that. So um, great take is uh, always Jalen. Let's let's move on to Moon Moon. Um, <laughs> I I kind of want to ask you the same that question. That was everything, bro. <laughs> I I, I kind of don't want to ask you the same question, but uh, what what series have you been paying the most attention to, Moon? Um, of course, my series, and I'm the most invested in on For my sure. team. But outside of that. Um, Philly and Toronto. Um, mm. I'll talk about the Hawks in a second. Uh, Philly and Toronto has been interesting, and I know that it's three one right now. But the Sixers totally booed him out game one, one thirty one to one eleven. Wasn't mm-hmm. even close. The second game, though, I felt like the Raptors definitely had a chance to to try to steal one, and Philly, they're just gonna pull it out. Then the next game, it was they lost by three, game three. Mm-hmm. Then game four, they pulled it out, eight point dub, 110 to 102. But I think the big news that came out of that series is the fact that Joel and B has a ligament tear uh, in his thumb that's going to require surgery in the offseason. And that alone in itself is all Toronto had to do. <laughs> That's all they had to do. My expectations for the Raptors was either they was going to get swept or the gentleman sweep mm-hmm. heading into the series. I didn't expect more. Why? Because they weren't consistent all throughout the year. They're a team that I felt like constantly played up and down to their competition. You don't know really what Raptors team you're going to get through a nightly basis. You factor in the fact that they didn't have any fans in their uh, arena for about a month, two months, if I'm not mistaken, because of how uh, Toronto Canada does their uh, COVID 
you know, restrictions and everything for the fans. They yeah. just got fans into it. And um, that's important when it comes to the game of basketball because we could have been looking at a situation if things didn't, like, change where they could have been without fans for the playoffs. So it's just interesting because I feel like Joel Embiid, you know, was an MVP candidate this year. We all know how special he is offensively and defensively. That game where he beat the uh, the Raptors on that buzzer beater, that was, that was pure. Game three, pure. Buzzer beater, the shot, the fact that you have a seven-foot plus dude being able to step out like that, quick turnaround on the money from three. It just showcased to me how much the game has evolved. And I feel like he got revenge for that that whole Kawhi situation when Kawhi made that shot in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so, with that, I think that there's some chippiness in this series. Uh, in all series, there's a, a certain level of chippiness. But this one, you got Joel Embiid telling Nick Nurse to stop complaining about the refs. <laughs> you got... Matisse Thibel, who's ineligible to play for for uh, Philly in Toronto, that's a whole other situation in itself. Um, taking out their best perimeter defender, their their best defender, in my opinion, out of the game in Toronto, that's big. Um, I understand uh, that the Toronto Raptors, their fan base is desperately trying to get over that hump. But it's not happening this year. And I've been paying attention to that series closely because that injury with Joel Embiid, whoever they have to play in the series after this and then after that. The Heat. The Heat. And then probably, what, the Bucks. Um, that's going to be... Uh, that's going to oh, be... No, I'm just calling you hater because it it's tough to got play the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey I Mo, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So look at looking at this 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 Toronto series. Mm-hmm. Let's let, let's really break this down, right? Mm-hmm. When I think of 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 players, I, I I think of their moments. I think of and I think about their moments in the playoffs. Um, I think about some of the plays LeBron has made in the playoffs, plays Kobe has made in the playoffs, Jordan, uh, plays that Jim Paxson has made in the playoffs. Uh, James Harden. Nope. It's not. He's, he's not playing bad. Nope. He's, he's not playing bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, nope. He, he, he's definitely like, you know, he, he, he's sharing the sugar. Uh, but it's it's hard for me to sit there and say if Joel Embiid isn't 100%, can we rely on James Harden to win a few games? Mm. Oh, why? Because efficiency. Me and Jalen was talking about this uh, yesterday um, mm-hmm. about James Harden's postseason numbers. You know, if you look at James Harden's stats from this Toronto series and you saw his numbers, uh, you would look at it and they would fit perfectly for somebody like uh, Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that was Tyrese Maxey's stats, then you would be like, Oh yes, for sure. <laughs> I'll take that, especially mm-hmm. pop out double digit assists. Uh, so I just think that his efficiency is what is causing him from making that impact that you need him to do in the playoffs. And when I say numbers, I mean twenty two five and nine. I mean mm-hmm. nine six and ten, fourteen six and six, twenty two five and fourteen. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when you talk about deeper with field goal percentage, he's not hitting on a on a clip that he needs to 29 percent from the field in game four uh 33 percent from the field in game two 35 percent from the field in game one he had 53 percent from the field in game uh three um he went 50 percent from threes too but how do you only hit 60 percent of your free throws james that wow bothers me james so that's why i said nope because i'm not entertaining Harden right now i'm not he ranks so far in the season 30th in the NBA and usage rate at 28.22, which is pretty high, bro. So it's almost in that 30% threshold. And he's not the number one option right now. But his player efficiency rating, a lot of people take a hit, but it's just the efficiency as a whole. That's the reason why I don't feel like he can be able to 
make up for the games that they have to win, given the teams that they have to play in the next couple of rounds. Because Toronto, I'm sorry, it's over with, baby dinosaurs. It's over with. But, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel next year. But for as far as this and moving forward, I don't know, KT. Um, mm. So that leads me to the, the Philly talk. Um, but, of course, the other series I've been watching closely is just the Hawks. Man, it's been hard being a Hawks fan knowing that we don't got no chance in the series, but trying to root them on anyways because, bruh, we should be swept by now. Honestly, <laughs> we should be swept by now. If I'm keeping it a buck and not and not sugarcoat and nothing, we should be swept. Game three, we shouldn't have won that game. Trey hitting that floater, we we went on like a what a twenty one to zero run where oh Miami won a twenty one to zero run. Nate McMillan ain't even called timeout, bro. <laughs> I can't with the Hawks right now. Last night, uh, yeah, last night's game one ten to eighty six. They need to refund everybody that spent their hard own money to come to see them watch the playoffs in Atlanta. They need to refund yeah. those tickets, bro. Because that yeah, was Kevin Knox has outscored Trey Young twice this playoff series, which I I, I thought was completely little funny because Kevin Knox sucks. DeAndre wow. Hunter was our leading scorer, bro. Jimmy Butler had forty five in game two. Come on now, Jimmy Butler has been making some crazy shots and slick, bro. He could have won that game. He could have won game three. If he would have made that uh, shot, because you saw DeAndre Hunter's reaction when he was playing defense on him, he thought that probably the ref was gonna call a foul. So that's why he like collapsed to the floor like that because of his defense. He's been impressive to me, Hunter, not throughout the whole series, but in moments and sparks and bursts. Trey has been clamped up, bro, and I can't even sugarcoat it. Uh, the way the Heat has been defending him, it makes it hard. And then even for the Hawks' offense, it makes it very hard for them to score, as we saw last night. Um, and then it's like Miami can get whatever they want to. So, you know, as a Hawks fan, uh, it's tough because I feel like we could have been, we should have been out of there. They should have been at the brooms out. And if we didn't, if Trey didn't come up clutch in that with that uh, floater in game three, then we would have been out of here by now. They would, Miami would have had a whole week to prepare. Uh, but, um, and I'm not being a pessimist when I say that. I just understand that it was already a hard enough situation to deal. We we as the Hawks don't have enough depth as as a uh, Pelicans team does going up against Phoenix, like a number nine versus a number one. We're not in that same as far as depth on our on our team. I mean, hell, we just got Capella back. So that alone in itself is tough to deal with. And uh, I just I have to applaud the Heat and their organizational philosophy of drafting the, and their undrafted talent and their development of it because players like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo, it's great to see him back out there. All their role players know their role, including Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler at point guard. Like they've been playing him has been almost a cheat code because he can facilitate. And when he's scoring like that, you just got to tip your hat to him. So, Jimmy, you can't see me right now. But, hey, bro, I don't know if you've been getting back in contact with Rachel Nichols or whatever. That's got you playing lights out. But, hey, hey tip, tip out. Hey, my hat's tipped to you, my boy. Hey, walk with me for a second. Uh, I, I need you to truly walk in for a second. So, let's okay. say uh, I fire Travis <clears throat> Link, right? General manager for the Hawks. We move... We move moon vibes to general manager of the Hawks, right? Season's not over with. We still got games left. Uh, not impossible, but likely improbable. They won't make it uh, out of the series. But what are the next steps for the Atlanta Hawks? GM moon vibes. Talk to me. Ah, uh, that's freaking tough, bro. Um, hey, moon. If you don't say uh, it's one thing, then I'll be mad. Because it's one direction that y'all need to move in. And y'all can't. I think the Hawks were scared to make that move this summer. And they need to make it, I mean, th this past I mean, summer. You might as well just go ahead and say hey, it. Hey, 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 can I guess? Yeah. yeah. Capella? Put Capella, John Collins, everybody besides about Trey Young and Kevin Herter and Bogdanovich need to be on the block. No, nah, mm. scratch that. Kevin Herter. Mm. Kevin Herter. No, first off, let me say this. People have been calling around Atlanta, been calling him Kayvon. Stop it. This man is Kevin. He ain't been Kayvon since Cleveland. So <laughs> I don't need I don't need to hear no more Kayvon talk. 
Kevin. And Bogey, I like Bogey. But Bogey been having a tough year this year, and he finally just getting it to click. The only person, only two players that would not be on the trade block is DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young. And Oyeka, well, three players. Oyeka, Kanwu, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young. That's who I'm building my team around. Everybody else, boom. Y'all can go on the block. And it's straight like that. Y'all, we, we have a, a, a high potent offense, and we just can't score. I'm, I, I said it at the trade deadline. If we can move Capella, move him. But, I mean, I guess we're going to have to wait until the offseason to do that. John Collins, I think he should have been got traded. But, hey, they kept him. I felt like he got to be moved. Uh, I know people are out there going to be like, hey, we, need, we just need Clint Capella healthy. Well, we already see what he is healthy. And basically, he's just a reduced version of Rudy Gobert. Like, he mm. depends so much on Trey Young to facilitate his offense. Clint Capella cannot create offense for himself. I didn't know this stat, but it makes sense now. But they said that Trey Young and Click Capella had the most lobs and the most assistant points from a point guard to a center in the entire league. That speaks volumes. It shows it to me that if Trey ain't lobbing it to you, you ain't scoring. That's basically how it is. So that's the reason why I like Okongu, Big O, more than him. Uh <clears throat> It's, it's kind of like one of those cases where four, four quarters doesn't always make a dollar. Um, you got nice players. You know, if you look at our roster, you got some nice pieces and everything. Yeah, but, very nice pieces. But collectively as a whole, it's not, it, there's no number two option that we can really depend on. When they do try these defensive coverages like Miami has been doing in the playoffs and even before that throughout the season. Um, if uh, I had to, if I had to make a Rosh Rosh move, I'm starting with probably Bogey. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that they experimented with putting Bogey on the bench and having him come off the bench. I've been saying that DeLon <clears throat> Wright has been probably one of our best players in this series. So why not start DeLon Wright and oh, have him play alongside, yeah, play alongside, uh, Trey and then have, Ke- I was about to say Kayvon. Uh, have, Kev- <laughs> have have Kevin, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> have Kevin hey. come off the bench too, man. I know hey, last that year that Kevin being the best Kevin in the playoff moon. Put some respect on his name. Mm. Last year, this year too. What has he done I, late? Huh, because old Wayne ain't been on nothing against the Celtics. No, nah, no cap. He did come through clutch and uh and help us get that dub. Uh, when he got that that big steal, I think it was in game three. But oh, yeah, I'm just fucking with you. It's it's it's, it's the old Kevin Durant. We shouldn't down Kevin Durant. Got him Alcatraz stuff. <laughs> I'm locked up. <laughs> Won't let me out. But I, I, I want to say this, Moon. The Hawks are doing what I don't like. Like I like what the Pelicans did. The Pelicans weren't like, okay, we're trying to win now and build for future. No, the Pelicans said we're gonna go out and get Valanciunas. We're gonna go out and get CJ. Uh, they got her. They got Herbert Jones, four-year player, Jose Alvarado, four-year player. Uh, um, and uh, both of them were like defensive player of the years in their respective conferences. Herbert was an SEC defensive player of the year. Uh, Alvarado was ACC de- uh the de- defensive player of the year. But it was like okay, we gonna trade these pieces because we feel like we we can kind of compete with the talent we got now and we add we gonna add cj onto that um valentine was added on way before cj because i mean valentine was added on the summer cj was added on at the trade down line in the middle of the season this past uh the, 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 this past regular season um but the hawks are kind of trying to do what the celtics did back in 2018 to where it was like okay uh whenever tatum terry rogier Jalen brown all of them had that breakout playoff uh run mm-hmm. and it was like you know, oh yeah, we're gonna come back with the same team. Nah, um, bro. <laughs> and everything. We're gonna run it back. And what happened? The Celtics got bounced out in five games in the second round. Um against that's a well hell of a Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hell of a parallel. Bro. And we about to get bounced out in five games too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it was like like trading Cam Reddish for just a first round pick was a punk move. <laughs> it was a punk move. Bro. <laughs> Say a louder for the people on the back. Oh, you also trade him for Kevin Knox, too, which I mean, Kevin Knox outscores Trey Young. Kevin Knox sucks. He's not even a rotational <laughs> player. Wow, bro. Wow. I'm I I can still not believe that we let this man go only for him to get to New York and not even play. He ain't even play. Like, bro, Tom Tom Thibodeau sabotage this man. Yeah, but I gotta I gotta. It's like 
it's like that uh, meme, <laughs> not the meme, but that video with that man walking up to the to the cat in the win- uh, in the <laughs> that's at the door. He's like, I'm gonna get you out of there. I'm gonna get you out of there. <laughs> that's what I feel like. But I- I'll say this: uh, my last point, man. Travis Slink has been saying that he needs to lower his team. He needs to lower his expectations on his team. He was talking about our defense being absolutely horrible. Uh, this is at the trade deadline. So, for me, I knew he wasn't going to go far in the playoffs just because we lack defense. Like, Miami, think about this. Miami has been putting up close to 110 a game, bro. The Heat, like, that's crazy. And I know we had our own different things, but if it's not Big O, if it's not DeAndre, if it's not Trey, then y- y'all can be on the trade block. I'm taking all calls. But only the difference is, it's not doing. This is not one of those one call that's all type situation. Y'all need to keep y'all uh, y'all line open. And mm. with to 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 Jalen's point, I would have loved to see them make trades that actually actually could have been beneficial for us in the season that can help with our team defense. Yeah, to me, getting but, a guy like Zach Levine would be good for y'all right now. But the problem is, you only got cap space to get Zach Levine. At best, y'all can do a sign trade with the Bulls. But uh, who wants John Collins? Yeah, sure. For Zach Levine, wow. no, I'm not doing that. But Jalen, you coming for the like, like, but Moo, I like what Shink said. At, I don't know if it was at the trade down. It was some point in the season. He was like, "Oh yeah, I felt like I made a mistake bringing this whole team back and not really making changes." Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like it's, it's said, I thought that I'm like in uh, even the offseason, I'm like, it makes no sense. Yeah, you drafted Jalen Johnson, Sheree Cooper. Yeah, it's about the only things you really did in the offseason. You signed back some players, but yeah. you brought basically brought back the whole team and got Sheree Cooper and Jalen Johnson. Who knows how good those guys are gonna be because they don't get minutes. Sheree Cooper is down to G League, Jalen Johnson. I don't know where I don't even know what he's doing. He, um, bro, that's major. That's yeah, that's major for and, and, a GM to have that type of accountability and to and be that honest. This is his full uh, yeah. quote, bro. This is his full quote. We're seeing the game. We're seeing the same thing every game. Again, last night in Portland. This is at the trade deadline. We had we had the lead going into the fourth quarter, but we can't keep it. I sound like a broken record here, but it's the same thing every game. Again, ultimately, all this falls on me. So we got to take a long look at this and see if this group is the group we saw last year in the second half of the season of it, or it's the group we're seeing this year. Uh, and that's what we have to determine, and we have to make a, adjustments off of those. Obviously, you can tell I'm a little frustrated. I think there's a belief that we're a good team. There's a, still a belief that we can score, but right now, there's no sense of urgency to make a stop. No sense of accountability. It's just not there. You got you guys watch the games. If somebody gets scored on, they go down on the other end. It doesn't bother them. It's a hard pill to swallow when your team is not wow. playing as well as well as you think it should. Maybe I need to lower my expectations for this team. Ultimately, mm-hmm. this all falls on my shoulders. I put this group together and they're not responding. We need to take a deep look into this for sure. Maybe it wasn't a great idea to bring everybody back. That's on me. We have a few weeks here at the trade deadline and that's what I need to figure out. It's my responsibility to put together the right uh, the right product on the floor that can win, that can and win. Right? Now I'm questioning whether or not I have done that. That made yeah. me happy. Hey, hey Moon, and- Moon, Moon, let's let's let let's fully break this down, okay? Moon, you've been an assistant general manager before. I'm an assistant general manager in my current position. Typically, the coach is always the fall guy, right? Or yeah. or, or your point guard or Ain't your vulgar. center. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. But to have that accountability is <clears throat> it, great. It's honorable. We we don't have a lot of people in the sports world, especially in that position, that Lakers has that office. type of in, in front office that, <laughs> that has that type of integrity. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if this doesn't work, you said it's on your shoulders. You got to deal with the repercussions mm-hmm. if if ownership decides to fire you. So um, we got roughly a minute left on this topic. I'm gonna just do a rapid fire. Um, y'all. Uh, both let me know who y'all think will win these series um, okay. that we haven't discussed. Um, Grizzlies versus uh, T T Wills. Moon, I'm gonna start with you first. Who you think? Who you got winning that? Grizz, the Grizz, and if they choke it away, I'm never gonna be a believer again. They 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 got so much at stake in the series. They cannot lose. They can they cannot lose. It will ruin so much if they lose. All that trash talk gonna go out the window. They lose to the Timberwolves. Facts. We gonna also uh, we climb up the chimney. 
Uh, Jalen. Hey, Jalen. Jalen, who, who you got winning that series? I'll get the Grizzlies in six. You got the Grizzlies in six? Moon, yeah. you think they can uh, win in six? Nah, I had it going seven the whole way. Yeah. And shout out to Jalen. Jalen and Steezy said it was about to be a sweep. It's looking really sweepy to me. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was going to be a sweep, but it wasn't. And, 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 and T-Wolves, in all honesty, could be up 3-1. Um, Mavs, Jazz, I haven't paid uh, much attention to this, but I, I'm not going to ask y'all who y'all think will win the series. Is it time for the Jazz to break up this? this it's been time. This it's been time. Every <laughs> time they lose, I'm tweeting to Spider Mitchell to to come, come in <laughs> green and white next year. <laughs> hey, it, 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 it ain't enough basketball to go around, sir. Man, Quinn, Sla- <laughs> Quinn Snyder look like he's stressed, bro. <laughs> No cap. Uh, I got Dallas, bro. I got Dallas you got, winning. You got, you got Dallas. I got Dallas and at seven. And so, Luca, Luca came back and hit thirty in thirty minutes, bro. So after if, not playing for eleven days. Uh, f- for the Jazz, who you think? I mean, of course, uh, Spider is the is the biggest grab. Do you try to trade Spider? No, or, no. Nah, they probably gonna no. try to trade Rudy if they if anything. Mm-hmm. If anything, I know we got a middle left, but. Uh, I know move being in defense mode uh, at one point because I was mistaking him for like Dan Snyder, the football teams or commanders or whatever. Big jump, bro. Um, um, at one point, but Quinn Snyder, we just talked about like the fog out being a coach. Quinn Snyder might have to go. His whole defensive scheme of keep staying the paint. You know, Rudy Gobert, you stay in the paint while your while your dude is opening the corner shooting the three. Don't work out most of the time. That's that's a big reason why they lost two games. Because Maxi Kleber said, "Okay, well, I'm just step out the three point line." Yeah, yeah. Rudy Gobert, you got to stand the paint. Right. And it's not even like a Rudy Gobert thing. It's like somebody brought a tape. Like Hassan Whiteside got to do this too. So it's it's a clearly a scheme thing and not a Rudy Philosophy. Gobert thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great you, point. You got to be the fall guy. I love I love what you said there. Uh, Warriors and Nuggets. I I don't want to talk about the series so much as I want to talk about the the Warriors. Can the Warriors go to the finals? I saw yes, you yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You think so? Yeah. I mean, we both say yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. you look at it, hey, the Timberwolves win that first round series. I I, I think the Warriors handled the Timberwolves pretty easy. Um, and four. Mm. And four. You got my, write it down on a book. If Timberwolves beat the, and four, not four. He four. said four. <laughs> now, hey. if the Grizzlies win the series, I, I now I'm be a little more skeptical, but because it's all about matchups, and I think they, the, the Timberwolves match up differently than the Warriors to the Grizzlies. But like you look at on the Sun side, Suns might mess up around and lose because the Bruh, yeah. Pelicans are, are I, that's talented. what I was just about to bring up. I got the Pelicans winning that series. I don't see them winning it without Book. I just don't. Mm-mm. They, the the Pelicans just have too many pieces, Man. and their defenders are uh, freaking. They they want to do the dirty dirty rope, dirty work. Uh, they love Jose Alvarado there in New Orleans. They love them some Herb Jones. Valanciunas mm-hmm. has been playing better. He started off a little shaky at the beginning of the series. Not gonna cap. Uh, uh, Ingram and Ingram and uh, McCollum shoot as as best as a one two punches you can get in this playoff so far. They got the pieces, bro. They got they got. Uh, the two best players, like the two best duos in the series, they got it. I know Aiton's been playing well, but CP3 only had four points uh, last night. So, like, he's not being aggressive in scoring. And it's almost like DeAndre Aiton had to tell Chris Paul to be more aggressive for him to be more aggressive. Like, he's been <laughs> agitated as well. <laughs> he's been completely agitated, bro. It's, it's- now, don't get me wrong. He put on a masterclass. I think it was, what, game... Uh, three or four? Well, mm-hmm. he just totally went to work on them. He he was picking his spots, getting to a spot. I love that type of CP3, but I just think that without book, it's gonna be tough for them. And I think that the others haven't been really stepping up how you needed to be. And uh, public enemy number one, it seems to be in New Orleans, is Jay Crowder. They was over here talking about F. Jay Crowder. Don't know why, but he's okay. always the fall guy. No matter what team he's on, <laughs> it's Jay Crowder's fault, bro. It's 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 almost like uh, Mario Chalmers <laughs> when he was when he was on the heat, and bro would get cussed out by everybody. So he just got a point. We just got sick of it, man. But yeah, it's always his <clears> fault, bro. No matter who he played for, you know. Like John Wall and he had to slap that man, but it was his fault, so he slapped him. Did John Wall lost? <laughs> <laughs> Of course you would say that. 
All right, so that's 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 uh it for the NBA playoffs wrap up. You all did a phenomenal job with that. Uh, wouldn't expect oh, I got one more thing to add, bro. I forgot mm-hmm. to say this when we were talking about the Raptors. When we think about the Raptors season and everything that they had, it's gonna be a bad thing because Spicy P ain't been all that spicy. I know he did work in the last game, but up to that point, nah, not aggressive enough. But to see Fred Van Fleet rip his jersey like that. That's going to be the lasting memory I have in my mind when I think about the Raptors in this playoff run. Mm. So last weekend, the USFL had its opening weekend. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into it. Um, the Stallions uh, <clears throat> defeated the Generals 28-24. to That was a damn good game. The Gamblers defeated the Panthers 17-12. to That was a boring game. Breakers defeated the Stars. 23 to 17. Bandits uh defeated the Maulers 17 to 3. Um, I'm gonna give you guys a couple of things that I thought from USFL opening weekend. The mm-hmm. camera angles were phenomenal. Um, I'm a nerd when it comes to the game. Uh being able to hear some of the offensive coordinators um uh play calls and then the the um the analyst was able to get in his bag because he he was able to break down exactly what was about to happen. That to me that's next level. Um, the use usage of a drone. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen some of them angles on the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they don't have the kickoff as close as the NFL <clears throat> does. Um, those are W's. Uh, the biggest L, in my opinion, though, is the fact that it's in Birmingham, right? Yeah, so you don't get fans. It's just in Birmingham, so you don't get the like. What the reason why the people who fell in love with the original USFL was because the entertainment, the 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 value that you got at these games, and the fans don't get to experience that. Um, you're definitely uh, cheating teams who don't have a core fan base in that city or state. Um, so I'm going to come to Jalen first. I think I came to Moon first last segment. I don't remember. No, you came to me first because okay, you were talking so about I'm, Celtics first. That's right. So I'm going to come to Moon first this time. Moon, what were some of your uh, takeaways from USFL opening weekend? To be honest with you, I didn't even catch much of the week two. But uh, what were some of your takeaways? I had to uh, really go back <laughs> and take some deep dives. Um, but here's some things that stuck out to me. Uh, Michigan Panthers—they don't got a quarterback they can trust. Are they on uh, two now? Uh, I think. Oh, not mistaken. Stop. Uh, I know they. Lo- I know they won. <laughs> but Shea Patterson got got replaced by Paxton Lynch. You heard that correctly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, move, move. I saw that man come in and throw a pick, and it was so terrible. <laughs> You Yo. said Paxton Lynch, bro? Paxton Lynch. I'm Y'all remember he was the first time I picked John Elway stud? You're talking about six foot 13 Paxton Lynch. Like, the big dude. Yeah, he got his job. Yeah, the uh, big guy. Shea <laughs> Patterson got his job snatched. Uh, but um, that's one of the things that stuck out to me. Um, I also noticed that for the Tampa Bay Bandits, they're the team to beat right now. Uh, Jordan Tayamu, he, he's hey. the real deal. Uh, if Jordan Tayamu, in, in, at least in this league, if Jordan Tayamu is Patrick Mahomes, then uh, they're tight end. They, they got Cheyenne O'Grady. That's the next thing to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> hey, Tayamu uh, was Patrick Mahomes backup, which is how I found out about him because I remember watching YouTube. And I'm like, who's this dude Tayamu they talking about? And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's pretty decent. I'm like, he's probably not going to be nothing in the NFL, but oh well. And then I was like, I saw him get you to the bandits. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be on the bandits train. Yeah. Pittsburgh Maulers. That name and alone will make you think for a second that, oh my God, they're the physical Pittsburgh Steelers. The yeah, they Steelers. Get they, they get still They don't push no. nobody around. <laughs> they get pushed. <laughs> they get pushed around. <laughs> Uh, I think they had like eight straight runs to start their first game and then ran it again on third and eight. That's what you can expect from the Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Well, what else is there? I think New Orleans is could be interesting with uh, TJ Logan, a uh, former <laughs> UNC product. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ran 437, fun fact, at the 2017 NFL Combine. Uh, I don't really like their quarterback, Kyle Slaughter. I think that's his name. Uh, but I think that the Breakers might have a chance to have one of the better defenses in the league, maybe the best defense in uh, USFL. Uh, the Gamblers, definitely interesting. They got a they got a nasty front seven. I like it. Um, they I think they already got like four forced fumbles, um, <coughs> and one was returned by a touchdown in their in their game. They have 
they have uh, Jojo Ward. I think is his name. I could be wrong. Somebody might have to fact check me. But I think his name is Jojo Ward. I like him a lot at the wide receiver uh, for Houston. Uh, what else is there? Birmingham, the the whole city. Uh, bro, um, I don't like that quarterback. Alex Alex Mago. Don't like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pass. I'm a hard pass. But uh, they did have uh, the replacement quarterback, Jamar Smith, came yeah. in and he uh, hit the game winner. So they want to know right now, at least from the first week. Um, so those are some of the takeaways that I had deeper than like the camera angles and things of that nature. Uh, the thing that I'm worried about, though, is the fans. Uh, like, I'm worried that the viewers that's watching see no fans and then get disinterested because they see no fans. Does that make, like, th- if that makes sense? Like, makes it's almost sense. like, it's like almost like going to a party, right? And they're like, oh, bro, this party gonna be lit, right? And then, and then somebody tell you, hey, bro, send me a picture of what's going on in the party. And you see all these people standing on the wall. And then you'd be like, I promise it's lit, bro. I promise it's lit. you like, bro, you just sent me a picture of, 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 of a sausage fest. You got all these dudes <laughs> standing on the wall. <laughs> there ain't no girls here. <laughs> I'm not going to come. And he's like, nah, bro, but we got, we got $2, two, we got $2 Tuesdays, all the drinks, $2 and we got, mm-hmm. you know, nachos before eight o'clock. And th- basically what I'm it's saying that is for is, oh, we got all these fire camera angles. We got the drone shot and he's trying to sell me. And it's like, bro, the party, <clears throat> sometimes it's just the looks of things that make people like step away, you know? So that's the one thing that I am worried about from it. But nevertheless, it, it's... It's on lead for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I love that take. And before we we go to Jalen, I I believe that the USFL has always pushed the NFL harder than anybody else has pushed the, the NFL because instant replay. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, actually came from the USFL, the original USFL. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't. So, yeah, so it was like some of these camera angles and stuff. The NFL is paying attention. They're getting a lot of media coverages. And like you said, Moon, the, the, the fans not being in the stadium, unless it's a Birmingham game, is, is has really been a detriment to the league. But they're going to survive. Like, I, I've been saying people think, I don't know if they're going to they're gonna survive. They'll, they'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. They, got a lot of, they got a lot of money behind this, and they got the right people in the right places. So, Jalen, uh, <laughs> talk to me about your takeaways from USFL opening weekend. I know you was watching the NBA, um, but I know you. Uh, I know you probably went back and watched some highlights. So, what was your what were yeah. your thoughts of uh, opening weekend? Um... Okay, first thoughts was before Moon touched on it, it was the fans because I'm like, I'm gonna return to the because I just watched the highlights, so I wouldn't even pay attention to it until Steve told me he was like, yeah, it was like 12 and I was like, oh, I didn't like, I like, I was watching the game, so like, I wouldn't even, like really pay attention to like, I was watching on the field, I, I wouldn't even pay attention to the stands all that much. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I watched week some of week two, I'm like, dang, it really like, and I made that tweet, and I was like, dang, it's like 12 people in the stands. Um, wow, and I was like, I'm like, dang, like. And I think it was might have been Flimo Raps that said it on, on his week one recap. He was something mm-hmm. like uh the USL the, the USFL messed up. They made like the Alabama Birmingham game first. But the the thing is they made if you buy one ticket, you can see all three of those games. That's because mm-hmm. it was on the Sundays. You can, all, you can see you can buy one ticket and see all three Sunday games. Problem is they put the Birmingham game first. And uh, as soon as the Birmingham game ended, everybody was like, Oh, okay. My team done for. All I right, we're going league. to Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if they made the Birmingham game the last game uh, on Sunday yesterday because I saw a clip on Twitter and it looked like it was nighttime and it was like a whole bunch of fans in the background. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe that was the Birmingham game again. And they made Grace. it the back and they made it the background. Um, so I think a big takeaway is you're going to have to get this at some point as a traveling football league within and like at, at least by next year, you're going to have to get into it to make it like a travel football league. You can't make it a, a, just like a pop-up shop stop, or, stop, yeah, stop one, or just on one, one hub, on one hub central location. Right. Yeah. And they chose that location. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, Houston gamblers were popular, uh, in the original USFL. Um, uh, I guess because the Buccaneers were bad back in the day, the Bandits, uh, like, like the Bandits halftime shows were wild, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have thought, you know, you've been better off having in, in one of those those cities as as the hub. But 
you know, to to each his own. I I know in Birmingham things are cheap, so you have to get cheap hotels and and, yeah. and, and with all like the COVID expenses, like you know, mm-hmm. the inflation from uh the whole like Russia Ukraine situation, uh, you know that that definitely jumped up prices. Is like okay, well maybe it's best for one year to keep it in one place, especially like when you got like the AEF fizzled out after one year, like it was like oh yeah they had no expenses basically. Man, I one of the things that I saw though that was like underrated and deep in the camera angles is the fact that they had like the cameras in the players' helmets. So you can see like running backs and the angles that they take in and jukes. And I thought to myself, it's a two K five. Yeah, I was like, dang. I was like, dang. I wonder if the NFL had this uh, when Trent Richardson was playing because I'd love to see him this whole whole bunch of blocks. <laughs> but then on the other side, I would love if Shady, if Shady McCoy had like a, mm. a, a vision camera in his thing to see what the heck is he seeing, like like that to back juke and all these. That's just one of the things I thought about. But it's, it's, I digress. This is the thing, and people need to always remember this: <clears throat> competition breeds greatness. The NFL is playing, paying attention. Trust me. They're they're catching all of the things that you know we we <clears throat> think, uh, that didn't make it a successful opening weekend. But the things that were good, the NFL is paying attention. It's gonna make the NFL better. NBA two K, we complain about that game. We need another competitor. Madden, we complaining about that game. We need another competitor. The minute you get competitors, you're gonna get the best variations of those games. Anything else, fellas, uh, for USFL before we move on to our next segment? Nah. All right, best. Get some fans. Yeah, hey, y'all at Applebee's right now. It, it has to happen next season. I agree with Jalen. Ha- he said Applebee's. I keep thinking about that damn Applebee's song. That's probably what I got in Birmingham, right? Like Applebee's, TGI, <laughs> something like that. I mean, y'all hear Birmingham was a good city for eat. Hey, mm-hmm. they got Piggly Wigglies down that jump. <laughs> 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 And he said he with a piggly wiggly. I do not. <laughs> oh man, so many people hate me now. I'm sorry, fellas. <laughs> oh man, my family going to disown me. Uh, Jay Wright has decided to retire after 21 <clears throat> seasons. Um, he will move into a new role as a special assistant to the president of uh, Villanova. Um, I'm gonna list some of his accolades. He won a uh, Naismith Coach of the Year twice. Uh, NABC Coach of the Year, uh, one time Big East Coach of the Year, six times, inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame um, after uh, helping pretty much Team USA uh, win gold in the Tokyo, uh, I said Tokyo, Tokyo Olympics as an assistant uh, to Coach K. Uh, the thing I'll remember him most, I talk about this all the time, was his 2005-2016 when he went with a four-guard setup. Um, he had uh, Kyle Lowry at the one, I believe. Uh, Mike Nardi was this guy that can shoot it. Alan Ray was another great shooter. And he had Randy Foy pretty much playing the four, but he, he was a guard. I don't know if you uh, both remember Randy Foy. I'm sure Moon do. I'm, oh, yeah, Randy Foy Nuggets, Magic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember Randy Foy. He was a physical guard. He was really good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's the thing I remember most about Jay Wright. Um, he's, he's had a lot of success. Um, and I think he's leaving at the right time. It, it's crazy because Jay Wright is 60 years old. He doesn't look it. But he doesn't. Know, sometimes you want to retire and, and, and keep that youthfulness. We seen Barack Obama, what he looked like in 2007. Then we seen what he looked like in uh, 2015, 2016. He just looks stretched out. So sometimes you have to know uh, when to retire before the game retire you. So um, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Moon this first. Uh, what do you feel, uh, Jay Wright Stan, as, as far as the lore of the coaching ranks? And also, what will you remember him as? Uh, I remember him as somebody that went out on his own terms. Mm. Um, he said that he lacked the same edge this season that he enjoyed in the past. Wow. That alone in itself shows me that you, you tapped in, you got self-awareness, bro. Mm-hmm. You tapped into yourself and you know what it takes for you to be able to give your optimum performance. And when you're not hitting that, it takes a lot of putting your pride to the side and saying, all right, it's my time to step away. Um, I don't think that this decision is influenced by Coach K's retirement in like any way. I think this is his own standalone thing. Uh, 
what I remember him as is potential. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, oh, he's definitely a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, two national championships, eight Big Ten East regular season titles, a gold medal as an assistant with Team USA, um, and. 642 victories. 520 came against with the Wildcats. So, this Villanova, when I think about Villanova, I'm going to think about Jay Wright um, as far as the, the lore. I don't, I think for me, I don't want to, I'll probably let, I'll defer to Jalen when it comes to like the, where he should rank in college mm-hmm. basketball. But mm-hmm. I know how he ranks to me. Um, he's like he's like that. Maybe not on Coach K's level, but like in that next tier down. I would, oh, I, agree with that I would put them. I'll put him in that in that tier, and that's that's freaking good though. Like, yeah, that, hell, that's great. Uh, hell yeah, I agree yeah, with that. That's 100%. how I feel. Appreciate you, Coach. Uh that that was a great take, and, and you spoke on something that um uh like when you see recovering addicts. Or, you know, people that have, you know, been clean for a long period of time. They always talk about how one day they wake up, they look themselves, look at themselves in the mirror and they, they like ball. They, they start crying. They have like, 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 who is this person? What have I become? And that's kind of like the first step. Uh, it's like it's like the prerequisite to the 12 steps almost. And what Jay Wright did, like, like he said he didn't have that. It's hard to admit that. Cause you know I feel yes, like bro. edge for a lot of people can be turned on, turned off. But to to be able to look at yourself, um, and to pretty much you know he, uh, I'm not sure if he has a statue yeah, but he's going to get one if he doesn't have one. Uh, and he could have done this easily, 15 more years. But to stop now and to stop at the right time and for the right reasons, that's beautiful. Um, Jalen, talk to me about Jay Wright, man. I've always been George A. Wright. Um, to me, I feel like he's probably been the best college coach for at least a decade now. Um, Facts. And it's hard to argue with that. But it's like, when you look at J. Wright, I'm like, okay. Because I, really, I really got to thinking when he made it to the Final Four this year, I'm like, man, like, if it was, a, if it was like one way you want to build your program, like, uh, like I, I hate what Illinois fans do. And I'm a, a little Illinois because I'm a fan. I, I hear what their fans say. Like, oh, um, like, like, make it to the final four next year. Like, I'm not in a rush to make it to the final four because I know it's hard to make it to the final four. Um, and I know you got to build something before you do make it that far. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay Wright did that before he made one. It made it to the final four. It made it to the national championship. Won the national championship. Won two. Um, made it to the final four again this past season. Like, you know, you got to build something, and you got you had them building blocks. What you say, Randy Foy? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Kyle Lowry's, you need those type of building blocks um, to, just to establish stuff for the future. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when you get to Jalen Brunson, I believe Jalen Brunson was like a five star. Maybe he's a four star. I, I, I remember Eleanor recruiting him hard, and then we didn't get him. He went to Villanova. Um, uh, Dante DiVincenzo was a four star. Eric Pascal, I think, was a four star. Like, it wasn't like he, was, he wasn't recruiting talent because he was. It was just that he wasn't getting the number one player like, like a Duke. He wasn't getting a number mm-hmm. two player like a Kentucky, number three player like a North Carolina. He was getting, you know, these guys in the 50s, 70s. Yeah, um, and developing them, boys. And, 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 yeah, and, and 80s ranked area. And it was like, okay, I got to Jalen Brunson. Well, Jalen Brunson was like a five, uh, hinge five-star, five uh, really, really good four-star prospect. But he still ended up staying for like four years, three years, I think. Uh, Mikael Bridges, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Ryan Archidiacano. Yes. Eric Pascal. Um, I know I'm definitely just getting some names. Oh, did Omari Spellman go to Villanova? I believe Omar was it, it wasn't Omari Spellman that hit the game winner. I, I forget the guy that hit the game uh, winner. Uh, Chris, um, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Jenkins. Chris, Chris, Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins. Um, is his name. It's like, it's like, you know, when you get players like that, um, and it's hard to keep some top prospects, like, you know, to, to keep somebody like Mikael Bridges for, I believe he kept him for four years. It's, it's hard to do that. It's hard to keep him for three years. I mean, some coaches can't keep him for one. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I love his consistency, and I love that he kept it X's and O's. Like, 
John Calipari, I think he moved, he moved away from X's and O's when he got around like the Memphis, the late Memphis years, Kentucky year, where uh, he could just kind of rely on talent more so to win the X's and O's, which is why I love the, the NCAA tournament so much because you get these small schools going to get these bigger schools and bigger school coaches don't got to use X's and O's as much as the small school coaches. So it's like when we get the right X's and O's scheme to, 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 to match you, what you going to do to match us? Um, uh, kind of like rich men did against Iowa this year. Kind of like how St. Peter did against well every team they played except for, for sure. <laughs> uh, UNC. Um, it's like I never like I always loved that he never went away from the X's and O's because he stayed. Uh, he 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 stayed down. And was like you know I'm gonna continue to be an X's and O's coach. Um, even John Calipari has tried to become more of an X's and O's coach again, and he isn't that now. Uh. But it was like, I actually, it was like when Chris Jenkins or maybe one Christian, maybe it was Jay Wright that said it, but he was like, yeah, that game wouldn't have shot that Chris Jenkins hit, you know, we drew that up years ago in a tournament. Wow. Um, and I believe, fun fact, I believe the player that hit that, that same shot year, the years before Chris Jenkins did it, he almost gave away the play in the, in the, in the press conference afterwards. Um, Jay Wright had to stop. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I always think of him as like a coach. Like he, he's a coach I want to build my program with because it, it ain't no such thing as building it the right way, except for like when we we weren't able to use money um, to not get caught with the money and everything. Um, sure. But to to me, it's like no right right way to say, oh yeah, you build your program right. But it's to be patient with your players and not. And not like when you get good. Oh yeah, I want to go to Duke or Kentucky or UNC. No, yeah, I'm fine Villanova. We went in here, and I can keep my my philosophy of we're gonna get talent, but we're gonna develop talent at the same way. Like like Colin Gillespie was a three star, and he ended up being uh, one of the best players in college basketball this year and last year. I just think that like to be sixty and not retire because of any health concerns <clears throat> or health issues, that's a flex, my boy. That's that's flex. To retire after making the trip to the Final Four, your fourth trip, I think that's what he was referring to when he's talking about that edge. Mm-hmm. Not that the edge that I can't win, but win championships. Like, that. that's, he takes himself seriously. He takes the takes the Villanova brand seriously for college basketball. Um, Neptune, um, the new coach, he's like the the the, the I, how should I say like the flag bearer for the next wave of Villanova basketball and the culture for it because he can't let that die. Like he can't let that. It's such a high standard that he cre- that Jay Wright created. So they have, a good, I, they have a good class coming in. Uh, I believe Cam Whittemore is yeah, Cam Whittemore. That I mean, I I, I can't say I believe because I know he's been because because uh, Illinois fans been hyping him up. But Cam Whittemore is um, supposed to be an NBA prospect and one of the better prospects in this year's class, and he's on going to be on Villanova roster next year. Fire, and I guess the last thing I'll say about it is that he said he wanted to go to the beach. <laughs> Like, my man just wanted to, like, sit back, relax, bro. It was good to see him emotional in his press conference. You know, it shows how much it means to him. Because um, it's all, it's all, it's not, it's hard to say goodbye to yesterday. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I think that he's leaving on his own terms. He's not getting forced out. It's not a health issue. It's not a legal scandal. It's not it's not an NCAA violation. It's not oh you got sweat lost in the first round. Like he's going out in essentially one of the best ways that you can go out. On top. As closest to being on top as you can, I think that's what probably made him feel like all right, that championship hunger and edge like maybe that's fading. And it takes it takes big kahunas to realize that and make the necessary changes to do so. Wow. Moon, take us on. 
Man, you've been listening to Read and React podcast with myself, Moon Vibes, Lever KT, and Jalen, the journalist. We would love for you if you love this episode, love this content, uh, want to support us some more. Man, make sure you give us that five star rating on whatever platform that you're listening to. And uh, make sure to stay connected with us on all of our platforms, all our socials at Real Ones Productions. Uh, we would love to see more from you, connect with you outside of the show. Uh, we just got news today, some exciting news, big news that we're going to be able to monetize this podcast very, 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 very soon. <laughs> and um, so that's the excitement. Uh, we've been doing this for a while now, but we're about to enter into a new wave of consistency when it comes to this podcast. And I hope y'all are excited for the direction where we're going. Um, so, yeah, from myself, Moon, Jalen, KT, we send y'all off into y'all day. Have a good one whenever y'all listening to this. Um, and shout out to Jay Wright, man. Appreciate all your service at Villanova. Oh, it feels like the second episode we had to do about a coach retiring, man. So it's kind of sure. kind of sad, but... Yeah, from the boys, we send y'all off until y'all day. Have a good one, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. All right, I got to tell Craig to leave. Oh, man, I got two more weeks left this week and next week. And then it's finals week. I already passed my